This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of College Dame Day, episode eight. As Husker fans, we are riding high after two big wins last night for both our volleyball team and our men's football team. So we're feeling good. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but our girls soccer team just clinched a share of the Big Ten title. So it's good all around to be a Husker fan. All right. Let's keep this momentum going. All right. So let's focus on the football game much as we probably want to talk volleyball but the football game 2:30 kickoff beautiful day here in nebraska came out of there with the w let's just start with what were some of your takeaways from the game well we won um yeah. and we didn't blow a big lead like we did in ireland so i'm fine with the outcome Went about like how I thought it would. So. I guess I wasn't expecting Northwestern to put up quite so much of a fight. Um, they looked better than I expected. And our offense struggled a little bit more than I was expecting. But overall, like Amy said, what was it that the volleyball players, their slogan? Gritty over pretty. Gritty over pretty. <laughs> yes. I was like, tonight the possible impossible is made possible? <laughs> That too. Yeah, so Mary 500. Yes. So, yes. 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 Mary Beeson also talked about the failure, the failure response system or whatever. Like, oh, right. Failure response system. Teach that to the boys because there's a lot of failure there and they need to learn how to respond better. Yes. Well, um, with the start of the game, it's like the very first play is an interception. I had a feeling that it was not going to go exactly the way I was hoping. But in the end, Gritty over pretty, they got it done. So I'll take it. <laughs> thought it was I an do. interesting stat where they were showing Matt Rule in his first season coaching at other programs that were rebuilding. And he already has yeah. more wins than he had in his other first seasons total. So that's a good stat because he is a rebuilder. So <laughs> we have to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I I was once again impressed with our defense. I'm like, if our offense could just do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of those interceptions were not Harburg's. They got Fedoni was tipping a lot, not catching it cleanly. Yeah. Some of them were just bad decisions by Harburg. And something Michael's been saying all season is Harburg throws like kind of sidearm. He's like, you're six five. Like if you just extended your angle, you're mm-hmm. gonna have way more. And sure enough, one of the balls that got knocked down, he's like throwing sidearm. They're like, you're taking like a foot like two feet away from your throwing lane but yeah yeah I've actually kind of felt like Fedoni all year has struggled to catch things like I don't know I just feel like it hits him in the hands and he can't (laughs) can't make it make it work I don't know um that's kind of frustrating but I was impressed with um Emmett Johnson who's one of the running backs replacing the many starters who (laughs) are hurt and out and I thought that he did really well yeah, I think he's was like he was one I was excited about because he was like a freshman coming in and I didn't think he'd really get much playing time. But the the Big Red podcast or whatever talked about him 
in summer camp saying that he looked good. Um, but like he had ball security problems, but I'm like, who doesn't on our team? So like, why not? <laughs> like, oh, you'll shot? try it. Like, yeah. But um, I do feel like Northwestern is a very chameleon team. Like they beat Minnesota, but then they almost lost to Howard. So it's like <laughs> I had a feeling they were going to, you know, of course, they always just like play us well because that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, I will say Fedoni, like, he made up for it later. He had some good catches. He did recover that fumble um, down on, like, inside our own 15 or whatever. So he's, like, he's got a lot of, um, I don't know. He's a better hustler than he is a catcher. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the catching is where he's really yeah, weak. Like, yes. Like, I feel like as a tight end receiver, he's really struggling with the catching. Everything else is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very good blocker. Let's focus on that. I was pleased to see that Alvano got his field goal because they kicked a 45-yarder, and then it, we were up at the 47. And I was like, okay, come on. Like, get confidence. He kicked it into the wind, too. Oh, yeah. So, hey. And he had a good one. That one I felt, as soon as we kicked that and we tied it, I felt really good in my plums that we were going to win. Yeah. I felt it. Alrighty. Um, nice little picture. Um <laughs> But I yeah he had about probably seven more yards on that I think on that kick um so yeah that was exciting but I was like for turning the ball over like three times or whatever it was inside our own you know 15 yard line I thought when we were tied I was like I'm actually happy with this this is we're not losing yeah so well happy to get out of there with a W we are up again next week at 2:30 versus Purdue there were some other notable games um, around the conference and outside the conference. So what games stuck out to you? I have a few listed, but I wanted to give the opportunity if anyone has one specifically they would like to talk about. Well, I'm sure no one else watched the Pac-12 After Dark. That, or I, I don't know if it was the official game, but it was the Washington-Arizona State. Washington looked horrible. Yeah. And there was like a pass interference call that I think either like got called back or like didn't get called. It was like Arizona state was robbed is what I'm trying to say in that game. And Washington is very beatable, which I think we all knew, but, and I still stand by my words that if Oregon and Washington play 10 times, Oregon wins nine out of 10 and Washington just happened to get that one that day. But um, yeah, that was my, I I didn't think Washington looked good at all. They did look really bad. I didn't watch the whole thing, um, but we watched the first half and did you see, I saw the highlights this morning. So did you guys see how Washington won? Well, Arizona State drove down with just like, I mean, maybe five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They Arizona State was about to score again. Um, so it was like seven, what was it? Seven, six, I think. And Arizona State was about to score again to kind of put the game away. And Washington got a pick six. Mm. Ran at 90 yards the other way and won. So, anyway, they were lucky. They got out of there. Rough day for refs, I feel like. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm no Iowa fan, but that was pretty funny. Let's <laughs> okay, well, lead into that. I'm like, speaking of, like, defenses and calls. Yeah. Okay, Michael's like so giddy, and I'm like, I hate Minnesota almost as much, 
Right. Do you, so here's the question. Do you agree with the call? Are we talking about the fair catch? Yeah, sorry. We're talking about the Iowa-Minnesota game. Minnesota sends the ball down to Iowa. Iowa's guy gets it, runs it back. However, then the after, the ref comes back and says, wait, 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 no, you signal for a fair catch. The ball's dead at this spot, which, of course, automatically means that they're dead anyway because they're off. Because yeah, they're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> so that was their seal of fate right there. Right. So do you agree, agree with the ref's call or the ref's decision? Um. Well, do I think he was signaling for a fair catch? And do I think Minnesota thought he was like no one on the field thought he was? Um because Minnesota was trying to tackle him from the second he caught it. So no, but he was like, his one arm was pointing and his other arm was doing something back here, which if you're having any arm movement, like, and the rule says up above your head, it was never up above his head, but his, his hand was waving back there, like doing something. Which they were, cause he was pointing at like, you know, I don't know, blocking or like, there's the ball. I, I don't know what he was saying, like, pointing, but um, I think he was going like this, like, get away from it. And then I think he decided to catch it, but I don't know. Yeah, he was pointing. It wasn't that arm. It was the one behind him. But it, oh. like, it wasn't above his head, but it was, like, waving. So <laughs> maybe don't move your arms at all if, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of up in the air on it because, like, by rule, everyone's saying it was waving and it was moving around, but it wasn't up above his head. And I don't think anyone else on the field thought he was fair catch. Like Minnesota didn't. It's not like they were like, thought he was and didn't try and tackle right. him. Like they were all. And, and he I was like untouched didn't. running down yeah. the sideline. It might've been a like correct call by the books, but in context, no. But yeah. But I'm not, not going to lose any over Iowa losing. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard a guest opinion chime in. Uh, we okay. have a yes. celebrity guest with us. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm Megan's daughter. Um, I am a college student. I go to the University of Kentucky. Go Cats. Um, yeah. And she has a front row seat to all I the do. I have games. a front row street. I'm in the marching band. So I do color guard. So... Um, I wave the flags around while the football team plays. So she's our SEC insider. Yes, I am the SEC insider. <laughs> and we'll allow it because it's Kentucky, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason. So something I didn't know, realize either is it's PJ Fleck's first time beating Iowa. Yeah. The pig. Which is insane. Yeah. I know that is crazy. You guys know how much that pig weighs? <laughs> oh, the trophy? The what trophy? is it made out of? The pig, just the pig on top, what it, yeah. what it weighs. I don't know what it's made of. It's like lead. It's like 98 pounds. <laughs> like, oh I'm, I'm, like, I'm not surprised it hasn't, thing. like, broken a foot or something from all these kids, like, passing it around. Let me Google yeah. it here. It's like the most Iowa-Minnesota trophy ever, though. Like, a pig. <laughs> yeah. Floyd. Yeah, Floyd of Rosedale trophy. Um, oh, okay. So it was originally a prize-winning hog donated by the owner of Rosedale Farms. 
promised to the winner of that game in 1935 in an effort to focus the competition on the spirit of a game after a racially targeted attack. Okay, oh, well. gosh. That took a turn <laughs> I was not expecting. Yes. Let's see, okay. Floyd of Rosedale. Wait. Yeah, 98-pound bronze trophy. Bronze, okay. But it, it's like 15 and a half inches by 21, so it's like... It's got to be weighted by something else. That's what I'm saying. It's not that big. It's not how many dollars she says I passed up right now. She says I passed up now. <laughs> We're so proud of your restraint. I know. Thank you. Someone should be. All right. Another Big Ten game was Ohio State-Penn State. Honestly, I know it was kind of close, but I thought it was actually a really boring game. It was. It was super boring. Here to say, Drew Aller looked horrible. He was awful. I mean, if they'd had even a decent quarterback back there, I think it could have been a game. I don't know what was going on with him. Or maybe like it was just miscommunication between him and his receivers. But not one throw looked like it was going to where it was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, well, they did a whole thing on him before, like a tearjerker, you know, special on game day. So, of course, you're like rooting for the kid. But no, I'm not like I I wanted him to oh, do well. Like how bad I'm cheering for Ohio State. No, no, don't don't get that confused. I was definitely cheering against Ohio State. I was just very dismayed that he was doing so badly. Yeah, that was I don't know who I'm. Like go like I don't know like, who I don't know. cheer for in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Like because I don't yeah, like it's gonna be Michigan. It doesn't really matter who we cheer for. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. I'm I'm Michigan. Michigan. I don't know. I can see me like a really really dark horse Maryland, but yeah. well, hopefully not because we're playing Maryland. So <laughs> but if they only lose, I have that us, loss for us. They still go. Yeah. But that's okay. But okay, that was why I liked that Minnesota beat Iowa because now we control our own destiny. Besides Maryland, I'm hoping that they lose because um, if we beat Iowa, they'll have lost twice and then we'll get the head to head, you know, because Minnesota plays Ohio State and they're not going to win. So that's true. That's just good game math. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so here you go, Rachel, our SEC game, Alabama over Tennessee. Tennessee, I was just keeping track on my phone, and Tennessee was up. I'm like, oh, they've got it. They look like Alabama can move the ball. And then I flip over, and all of a sudden, Alabama was winning. I'm like, what happened? I Those halftime adjustments, I don't know. The whole pregame, I was convinced that Tennessee was going to just completely shatter Alabama's expectations and they lived up to my expectations in the first half. And then all of a sudden, Alabama comes rolling back, pun intended. Yeah. yeah. I play four quarters. I guess, yeah. Was was Jared on pins and needles in the first half? Um, well, he was actually driving Elizabeth to, um, she went to a retreat this weekend. And it's like about an hour outside of Louisville. So he was gone for that game. Was, did she not drive during the game, Megan? I'm sorry? Did she not do the cross country thing? She did. Yes, oh. they. She left from the cross country race oh. to go to the retreat. So yes, 
Um, so yeah, he he missed a little bit of football, but it all worked out because it was during the Alabama Tennessee <laughs> game, <laughs> which allowed me to watch the Nebraska game. So it was really a win-win for everyone. Good timing. Yes, really and he win. also Alabama got the win, so it all worked I out. See, I see Alabama is like back in the top ten again. Uh, yeah, I think are they nine? I think they did sneak back in. It's crazy to me. I feel like I always like whenever I think Alabama's like done oh, for a season, yeah. somehow they like claw their little self back in. They're like the little cockroach in the corner, just keeps coming back. <laughs> Can't kill it. Can't. Jared's gonna love that. Hi, <laughs> uh, Jared Harrison. Um, a game that I was disappointed with because I have well two reasons. Yeah. UNC lost terrible mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. but I had UNC as a dark horse. And so I was really hoping that Duke would do me a favor and upset FSU. Yeah. It was close. Didn't happen. I don't know how good FSU is because FSU has had to like win so many games in the final minutes. And this game wasn't super close, but I, I can't get a real good pulse on FSU. I know they're ranked high, but I'm like, who yeah. have they really played? I think that if, Duke's quarterback was not injured in the third quarter that Duke would have won that game period. I think a hundred times out of a hundred, they would have won that game had they had their quarterback, like the difference between how they played when he was in and when he was out was astronomical. And that backup is so bad. He's so bad. And he couldn't do anything against the FSU defense. We, we get that. She has a point. Yes. Um, we were cheering hard for Duke here. And yeah. I will say this, this was during the Nebraska volleyball game, which I was unable to watch the entire thing live because of my nerves. <laughs> so I was recording the volleyball game to go back and watch it once I, you know, I was hoping that I would hear that we won and then I could go back and watch it. So that is exactly what happened. But um, so we were watching the Duke game and then we were also watching UNC get upset by Virginia. Which yes. We were actually cheering. For. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> okay. That was such a, I mean, I don't care that much. So the only reason I would cheer for him is because I don't care about the ACC in general, but I picked him as a dark horse. Yeah. But I also, side note, this is a fun little side story for our listeners. So I was really tired last night, like really tired. We've been doing this like fitness challenge at work. And so I've been doing just like a ton of exercises. I did like 10 miles yesterday. I'm like so mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't make it. I we I watched um, game three and like in Wisconsin and won handily again. And I'm like, okay, one, they're probably going to win. But I'm like two, I just need to go to bed. I'm so exhausted. So I went to bed. I am passed out. I'm talking like drool on the pillow. I am out. And Michael runs in the room and all I hear is like, run, run, run. And he grab like I'm laying on my side and he grabs me and like rolls me back and forth. And he's like, Laura. And I'm like, in my mind, I am sound asleep. I am like, oh my gosh, the house is on fire. Charlotte stopped breathing. Emmy's like falling out of bed, cut her head open. Like I am like, you know, that panic when you're super asleep, but, like someone's jolting you awake and your mind like cannot catch up. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think, think I had a heart attack. Michael's like, we did it. And then he runs back out of the room. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to kill you. But then I was like, okay. Like, it took my mind to like 20 seconds to catch up. And I was like, oh, I, he must be talking about the game. And then I watched <laughs> the game this morning on the way back to uh, grandpa's. But yeah. I was like, please don't ever wake your wife up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if it's like good that. news. Yes. Please don't ever do that to any human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying. But well, we watched um, 
so last night Jared was watching the volleyball game in another room because yes. I was like, I can't handle it. I was yes. like, once we dropped the second set, I was like, I don't, oh I gosh. can't do this. So I was watching the football game and Jared is in another room watching the volleyball game on his phone. And so I knew after the fifth set that we had won. And so then I went back and I watched just the fifth set last night because it was so late. So I just watched the very end of it. Well, today, Elizabeth, because she was gone all weekend, she wanted to watch the volleyball game. So we started it from the beginning, watched it all the way through. And like at several points during the fourth and fifth set, she's like, okay, you're sure we win? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I promise you we win this game. Like I... Like, I know it seems like impossible right now, but even knowing that we won, we were feeling very angsty and like <laughs> agitated, like watching it because it was so, yes. it was such a dramatic game. But anyway, yes. I digress. That was I, a little extra segment for all you yes, listeners. A little volleyball I bonus. The whole thing, I will have you know. Um, I, so you're not in time. Yes. I, I did lose hope after, like, in the third when they were up like 20 to 10 or something. I was like, like, what is going on? Um, this is bad. I was like, maybe we can. <laughs> this, is bad. this is bad. This is bad. This is very, very, very bad. bad. <laughs> this is like worst case. But I was like, in my mind, I was like, you know what? We're young. Um, you know, it's like we could still like learn from it. I'm like trying to like just any like. And then when we fought off the set point in set four, um, I had to go to the bathroom because it was like a little nerve wracking. And then I came back in set five and then that wasn't going well it was like very dramatic very ups and downs my emotions are all over the place when we got to the fifth and we started losing I was like at least we made it to five sets we made it like a good you know like extended Mm -hmm. it and then it was like oh my gosh we're gonna win like when we got to 13 before they did and then we got to 14 and then they got to 13 and then I was like oh my gosh but then when we saw the challenge, oh, this so good. <laughs> oh, and uh, you know something cool? I, I thought about this today. Our freshmen don't know what it's like to lose to Wisconsin in volleyball, good which point. is pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure like Becca and the rest of them can fill them in, but it's. <laughs> well, and also Merritt, um, Merritt Beeson does not know what it's like to lose to Wisconsin no. either. So you're right. There you go. Yes. Good stuff. Well, since you were all up late, did you pay attention? I guess I don't know when this game was played, but the Utah-USC game? I watched it, yes. We did watch it. I watched it. It Because you know I have a vested interest in Utah. Yes, she does. I hate Utah, so. Well, after the Nebraska game ended, I went to it, and there was, like, a minute or, like, less left, and... They drove down, and here's the thing. I'm not – I don't care about anyone in the Pac-12, but I don't like Caleb Williams, and I don't like USC. So I wanted them to be knocked out, and I wanted his Heisman chances, like, ruined. Well, I think that was taken so, care of. So. But the the Utah quarterback's out now. He's been out the whole season. Cam Rising has not played one game this season. Oh, but who played in the last game that – they're like not playing anymore now for the NFL. Like backup is out. I don't. I just. Oh. I just saw a post on it. It was like somebody for Utah is now not going to play any more games because they're bowl eligible and something. I don't know. Oh, you know what's a little depressing? 
Rutgers is bowl eligible. Rutgers is bowl eligible. Yes. That's exactly where you were going. Yeah. It's so depressing. Yeah. It is. It's like so depressing. I mean, I'm happy for them, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, Nebraska can still do it. We've got some winnable games left. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to Nebraska, we've got some upcoming games next week. So I picked, I tried to go around the conferences, left one out, but that's okay. Well, We'll use Nebraska as the Big Ten one. Um, I have Oregon, Utah, which is an eight versus 13 as of, I guess, the rankings yesterday, technically. So Oregon, Utah, Duke, Louisville, Ole Miss and Vandy, and Iowa State, Baylor. Now, some of these are among ranked teams. Some of these are ranked versus unranked, and some are unranked. But I think they're going to be all close games. So, Megan, of that list, what are you most looking forward to? Okay, well, I'm glad I get to go first because I'm only interested in one of these games. And it is Oregon, Utah. Okay. And I, I'm i not sure what player this is that is not going to be playing for Utah. But <laughs> <laughs> I may need to do some more research. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Utah because they were my Pac-12 champion at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to still cheer for them to maybe... Maybe make that happen. We'll see. Okay. Okay. So going with Utah. All right. Rachel of the remaining, which one are you most looking forward to? By the way, Megan, Oregon has a pretty much a 69% <laughs> chance of winning. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Um, game that stuck out to me most is um, Duke Louisville. I know this shocks a lot of people. Yes, I was saving that for you. Been a Cards fan forever. Um, don't tell anyone I go to school with. Um, this but is yeah, a national like, public, you know, podcast, Rachel. I can hear yes, it. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that that's a really important game for the ACC championship, just in general. Um, yeah, I think no one saw that one coming as an important game start of the season well i did pick louisville to win the acc so yes you did you know very exciting yes we will be checking sister points too all right amy you don't have many left you get a pick from because we are nebraska purdue is technically in this but you can't pick them so you get to choose from ole miss vandy or iowa state baylor and i'll tell you why i picked these two so Ole Miss, number 12, is playing unranked Vandy. But we all know Vandy's good for some random upsets. So I thought maybe they could be the team to knock off a ranked opponent. And then Iowa State Baylor, both unranked, but both used to be much bigger powerhouses in the Big 12, and they've both really struggled this year. And there weren't really any other games in the Big 12 that were interesting. At least so, to me. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember Vandy ever upsetting anyone, I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> And two unranked that suck, um, that used to be good. All right. You can you can pick your own then. Why don't you throw one in there, Amy? Okay, I don't know why I can't pick the Nebraska game because <laughs> that has okay. much more impact. Fine, on you pick you pick the Nebraska game. I'm saying we could still win the Big Ten West, so I don't know those other games, no one's going to be watching. So <laughs> least of all me but I don't know I'm sorry none of those games sound good Iowa State I have no no appeal for Baylor 
Okay. Well, I was really trying to find games in the Big 12. There was really nothing. It's just like poopy week. Gotta write it. That is, that's lovely. Okay, well, we'll all focus on the Nebraska-Purdue game. I do think this is a game we can win. I think Michigan State is a game we can win. I think Wisconsin is a game we can win. I think Iowa is a game we can win. Win us. But I think we can beat Purdue, so let's go to that. I think we can beat Maryland. I do, too. For sure. We got their number. Okay. I like the confidence. Okay. I like Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Stone her. Doubting Debbie over here. I know. Um, Okay. So what do you think is going to – what do you think is going to happen this game? Obviously, we know our defense is going to stand I think our defense will be good. I think it will be low scoring. I would take the under. Yeah, I think our over-under for, like, Northwestern was, like, 40. And I'm, like, um, 100% take the under. But. Yeah. And Purdue's, like, very much a run game that Maccabee or whatever is a bulk of their offense. So, and we, we do pretty well against the run, like, for the most part. So, I, um, I look forward. Maybe we can get a shutout. That'd be fun. Haven't gotten one of those in a while. But we also haven't had one against us. Exactly. And that's the important thing. Yes. Yeah, actually, we're like, I think we're like if of the Big Ten because when Iowa got shot out <laughs> by Penn State, um, they like listed like how many days since everybody's last shut out or whatever. Okay. It was like um like we were like three thousand some days and we were like second or third. You know what I mean? Like we were I think second, and then like, um, it was like Iowa three days or like two days. <laughs> well, Michigan um, State would be zero, so yeah. So, so what's your score prediction, Amy? I can put a zero in the uh, Purdue category. Yes, you do that. Okay. I'm Nebraska category. Swing in for the fences. Um, I'm gonna say I don't like the number for four, so I'm gonna say twenty-seven to zero. All right, that's very positive. Uh, Rachel, your celebrity guest picker. Yes. Well, I do think Nebraska is going to win. Um, I think it'll be a very low-scoring game. I don't know if Purdue's going to be shut out, but I do hope it happens. So I think my um, score prediction, I'll go 17-3. Okay. All right. Okay. you are up. Yeah, I'm going to go um, 21, Nebraska, 6 for Purdue. And I want to specify that those six points are two field goals. Okay. So we're keeping them out of the end zone, but we are going to give them a couple field goals. Okay, fair enough. Well, I wrote my score down before I even asked anybody. And I have us 24 to 6. So okay. one more field goal than you, Megan, but also keeping Purdue to two field goals as well. So. Oh, okay, for us. Okay. Yep. Um, we Northwestern didn't get a touchdown on us. Yeah. Yeah, that's I know. That's true. That's true. And it's crazy with how many interceptions they got in like in the red zone. Red zone. Yes. Yeah. Right, and that was their only field goal. Like their offense didn't create those. Our bad offense created those. So. <laughs> exactly. We kind of did it all, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, we we really set up everybody for success. <laughs> you know, we are our own enemy. We really are. 
It's true. I know. I'm like, let's just limit the penalties, limit the turnovers, and I think we can win the game. We'll be fine. So it's in Lincoln again. It's got the crowd on our side. Right. Really need this to keep up our momentum to be all eligible. But all right, we will we will await Saturday. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Go Huskers. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.